Hello, welcome to Jesus in this mess. It's been a couple of weeks since we recorded. We had general conference and then we had uh, uh, sickness, but um, we are back um, with an episode um, of Jesus in this mess. Um, and we'll just proceed. Um, Jonathan, um, let's just uh, want you if you could tell them what we're talking about today and we'll sure. proceed. So, um, so today, um, we're actually together. We're sitting out in the van. Um, what I like to call Jesus's mobile studio. Yep. Um, and, uh, I'm here at Greg's place. And so it's kind of cool. Normally we have to do it over, um, I want to say Skype, but it's zoom, but we're going to talk today about, um, about the new economy, um, and about, uh, networking. Um, in particular, we, Greg and I had a discussion last night about um, something that we see is already been happening in our lives and we expect is going to be increasing as time goes forward. Um, and it's, it's a kind of network. It's like in, you know, in, the, in, in just the world that you see when you look out your window, people are, are networking and, and um, some people are very very they they realize how important it is it's not you know there's the saying it's not what you know it's who you know and um and so you know there's that person that sends you the birthday you know happy birthday every single year and um the real reason they do it is because they want to keep up this network you know they want to have all these connections they want to be able to you know um talk to that guy who can do that thing for them in the time when they need it. And um, so what Greg and I have realized is that there's a kind of network. It's like when you begin to follow this spirit that leads you, it, I think this, the spirit that we're talking about it, it's the Holy spirit, but it leads out of um Babylon, you could say, it leads out of the great whore of all the earth, you know, and it, it, it requires this kind of faith. But as you step out in faith, you end up meeting these people and they're kingdom people. So they, and it, it, it's these chance meetings, you know, they call it, some people call it a divine appointment. You know, you, you happen to be in the right place at the right time to meet this particular person. And that particular person um, ends up being really helpful to you and you end up being helpful to them. <coughs> and um, so I, I'll turn it over to Greg right now and see if you have any thoughts about that before we kind of get into yeah, it. Yeah. So both Jonathan and I um, realize even what we're talking about, um, we can talk about it kind of, sketchily um just as you most most regular people um trying to decipher what's going on within uh capitalism uh and if you start diving into that you say well what is capitalism and, and sometimes you contrast it with socialism so even um people who are trained to discuss economy there's not an agreement of how that economy works um and so there's theories about how it does so that's kind of what we're sharing with you is a theory, a personal theories 
uh, guesses as uh, um, as to what's going on. Just like these um, economists um, is what you'd call people who are often theorizing and predicting what's happening. Um, they come from maybe different orientations, um, but they have different experiences too. So they may have spent their whole life in New York City and see that they can see certain things. Uh, they're right there in what we call the heart of Babylon. They're right there in the financial district um, worldwide. And they are seeing trends that maybe people in rural areas can't see. But they're also blinded to things that maybe are happening in rural America that have to do with the economy um, that they're not taking account of because of their friendships or whatever. And so we're all, you know, touching an elephant. Uh, when you're touching in an economy, there's different parts. Oh, the economy's this. Uh, and it, and you're describing the tail that you're ha hanging on to or the ear. This is true of our relationship with Christ, that we, we what we have is our own limited experience because um, we're we have a very small print of time you know maybe 80 years on this earth and so um we try to inform ourselves and our lives have a theory about who god is um, what he expects of us and so forth based on um, other people's opinions our parents opinions scriptures and so forth so what we're discussing um has complexity, in other words. And part of the thing Jonathan and I've talked about is um, somebody's framework to view like what we're talking about because um, there's different types of economy. So one of those that's um, always been um, kind of coexistence with uh, the economy that you know, and like, like if you live in America, um, you know something about um, capitalism because uh, that's kind of put forward as like, we're capitalists. Uh, this is what we do. But the complexity is that we do some things that would be like socialism. And so that there's always, you know, the, the socialists, those who say we need to do a socialist or communist system, they'll point to the impurity of our capitalism, that we, we, we navigate capitalism not in some pure form, but in a kind of a, an adulterated form. But the same could be said of their communism and their socialism. Um, so I just mentioned two kind of ideologies um, or frameworks of, um, of economy. And so this framework we recently saw out on the internet talked about um, three, not just the two I'd mentioned, three different economies. And the lower one being um, socialism. And this is a rough approximation, but essentially how that works is you steal from people um, and then of course distribute it as you know, and, and everyone's equal, but some are more equal, meaning as it's always played out is in um, there's the elite within a socialist um, country. So somebody like uh, Putin, uh, he's gonna have more stuff um, or um, whatever his name is, the, run, uh, the one running China, he's gonna have more stuff than the poor people, hold it. Um, brothers, comrades, I thought we were all equal. Yes, but some are more equal. I'm borrowing a phrase from the animal farm. Um, and so that's how that plays out in reality um, is just because you steal stuff or, and, and like I said, it's a rough approximation. Uh, okay, then capitalism, what's the um, interactions there? They're based on trade um, and contracts and so forth. 
And so you trade for what you have. You steal the lowest level. Uh, you trade. Okay, so I'll give you this, Jonathan. You give me that. You give me some cash and so forth. And um, but the at, at the uh, in, in Zion or at the highest level um, is you give and receive. Well, how's that different than than trading? Well, when you trade, you ha usually have an expectation of getting the value of the thing. Uh, in, in Zion, you might end up say, here you go, and that's giving. <laughs> and well, hold it. You're going to give that to them. What are they going to give you back? I don't know. I don't know if they're going to give me anything back. And when are they going to give you something back? I don't know that. And I don't know if what I'm going to get is going to come from them. It could be a treasure in heaven. There, there you go. And I just expect that God will say, oh, yeah, he gave that thing that I gave him. And so he, when he when he dies, he's going to be super rich. He's going to have that's going to multiply. Or God could say, um, I'm going to have somebody else because you gave that thing to Jonathan. Then I'm going to have your friend Brad give you something. Well, how will I know that um, that that's that was the exchange? You won't, <laughs> generally speaking. So Jonathan and I, these three different levels, we were kind of talking about because we want to talk about the upper level. Because um, we've had experience with that. And really, everybody has. Um, if you've ever lived in a family, um, hallelujah, uh, and you had parents, you wake up, and it's like communism. Hey, we're all equal. We can all eat Cheerios. Doesn't cost us a thing, <laughs> you know? And and, and that, in, in a way, I call that familyism, which is kind of a higher version of socialism. Um, like, so you're stealing from your dad. Well, kind of, but actually he loves us so much, you know, if, if he's the provider or it could be the mom um, who got the Cheerios and the kids are eating them for free. And so you already have experience with, wow, what did I do? You were born into the right family. Your parents love you. So it's a, an economy based on love. And I call it familyism as as because uh, that's if you want to do socialism, how about we do familyism and then we treat one another as family. OK, that's enough. Jonathan, you. You go ahead if there's well, any. I really like that. The, the idea of familyism, that's, I think that's just perfect because I, what I've seen, what I, what I, what it appears to me is that God's entire economy and in, not just his economy, but existence itself. The fact that we exist is the fact that a family, it's like we have parents, you know, so like parents, you know, two men and a woman fall in love. They like make this commitment for life. And, you know, if they can think that far out to eternity, it's like they they're like they 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 bind themselves. You know, they become one flesh and then we exist. Right. Yeah. Out of that love comes <coughs> um, existence. You know, it's like it's like, why does Greg exist? Because two people loved each other. You know, it's like it's so then it's like you talk about familyism. It's like, well, what is God? We're always saying he's our father. Fascinating to me that it's we're using a family term. Yeah. It's like and it, it it's we're not just using it because, oh, well, it describes it. Well, it, we're just using it because it's literal <laughs> because he is our father. We exist in the very way because of um, the love that exists in the heavens. Yeah. And so I love this that you're talking about familyism because it's like there is a huge difference between you're saying it's kind of like communism in the family. 
And it's like, yeah, right. There's a big difference though. And it's the one thing. And that's the idea of a gift. So for example, the Cheerios at the table are a gift from dad and mom. You know, it's like, it's like, and even if it, you know, it's just dad who works or it might be just mom who works. But the point being is that it's like, it's like they're both navigating that, you know, if, if dad's working, mom's at home doing things. And if, if mom's working, dad's at home doing things, they're making it work. They are providing. And so here's the beautiful thing about a gift is that when I give a gift, I get the benefit and joy. So what are, what are the fruits? What are the, what is the benefit to me when I give a gift? Joy. As you know, I'm preparing a gift right now. And it's like, it's like, I'm, you know, God only knows how the gift will be received. But the point is, is that it's like, I feel joy yes. at the fact that I absolutely know that it's a good gift. Yeah. And the person he's given it to, they don't have to come up with any cash, right. nothing like yep. that. Just like Cheerios. Can you imagine a family where you could, you sit down, Hey, where's your 50 cents? <laughs> and you're like, uh, I don't have, well, you don't eat Cheerios today. Uh, and so they start combining and, 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 and I won't disparage anybody who grew up in a family like that. Cause you could do that and it could have good benefits where the kids are paying for their meals. Like no one gets a free meal here. We'll pay you a, a, an allowance. Oh, well, and that uh, might be the gift. I'm giving yeah. my children the gift of having to pay for every damn thing they ever <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So they'll know when they yeah. get out of the world. <laughs> that's right. They'll make everybody that's pay. Yeah. And, and yeah, and, and that's not what we grew up in. We like, yeah. no, we, um, we ate Cheerios. Yeah, we, we ate Cheerios, <laughs> and our parents didn't say, well, I kept track, um, so you're going to have to take <laughs> me in my old age. I, I, I fed you this many meals. You'll be feeding me now. Oh, okay. Um really you kept track of me and it's the, the spirit of it. it's like oh my goodness so i thought you so were I'm doing in debt i thought you were just doing it out of love oh it is love but you know it's fairness too and so what what we have in family is where sometimes these these rules that rule other relationships outside the family um are done away with like um because like if you see a nest why does that bird keep feeding those little um, birds inside of its nest? Um, well, because it's the mommy bird. Well, what about the other um, nest? Why doesn't she? Those birds are hungry. Uh, that's a negligent sparrow. <laughs> and I think they're going to die. Well, that's bad. But, you know, sometimes birds will do that or animals. They'll start feeding the others too. Now they got to do double time. And so, it's built in to us to have this um, family <laughs> network um, and, and have, have an experience where things are done substantially just out of love and the joy that Jonathan is talking about. Because that's what God ultimately wants. He wants us to that higher economy where you give without expecting to receive, that the right hand doesn't know what the left's doing. The left does all this work and, in normal, um, like capitalism, well, you did the work. You know, this is red hand stuff. Um, who should get stuff? The left hand should. But the right hand keeps getting stuff like, how did I get this stuff? Well, it's because you didn't know what the left hand was doing. The, the, you mean the left hand's working all this? Yeah, they're praising God and all this. And the right hand's like, oh, we have enough to put in our mouth. Um, mm -hmm. And and it just stays a mystery. I don't know why I got all this stuff, but it's because another part of you was attending to the things that an invisible God says, yes, that's important. 
but it's a God who will rip asunder so that you have to do things sometimes without assurance that you're going to get paid left hand <laughs> who's weary and tired a mother is like um there's well, no I think, assurance I think parents do that sometimes just in the sense it's like oftentimes that's how it is as a parent when you have a child um i know with my children it's like i don't know how i'm going to afford another child but you do yeah you know it's like i'm going to keep giving and i'm going to trust that the pipe will keep being filled. Yeah. And I don't know how uh, that's going to happen. Yeah. That's why some people don't have children. They cut, they count the costs and they go, nope, no, it doesn't I've up. got student loans. I got this. Uh, I'll be like 45 before this is all paid off. And I've got my, my, um, my retirement. I just, I can't see how people ever could have children. Well, they're counting the costs. There's <laughs> one reason like, don't look, just have babies. And then, and then just what well, stuff will appear. And so it is a, for most people who have kids, it is a, a, a jump of faith. Well, I have a sense too. It's like, it, it's um, it, much of it, it, much of what I, I've learned that much of our struggle is um, being too high. It's loftiness in a sense. Yeah. You could say it's like, it's like, we're not low enough. It's like, the truth is, is that it's like, you know, yeah. When you, when you, you know, when you expect like, well, I live in New York city and I, I you know, I can barely afford rent for myself you know, or even I live in Podunkville, you know, Kansas, it's like, I, I still, you know, I got to buy this house, and it's got to have so many square feet, you know, I think there's actually laws in Utah that say that, like, you can't have more than two children per room or something like that. Yeah. And if a landlord rents to somebody, and they have more children than fit in the rooms, the landlord can get in trouble, Yeah. which is, um, you know, it's like, it's, it's just so sometimes, you, you know, it's going to take going lower to realize, um, let me say something before I forget it, because I, I, I didn't want to yeah, miss. Yeah. We were talking about communism. When I mentioned the gift, I wanted to just point out that that is the thing that's missing with communism or socialism, is that you can't give a gift. Like, it, it's, it, how do I put this? It, it Here's robs, some bread from the bread line. Mm -hmm. I can get in that line and get my own bread. Um, you know, maybe you save me some trip, but everybody has um, the right to bread. Well, and one of the things that it robs the person of, so if, say, for example, like you, you want to um, help your neighbor, okay, because you see there's a legitimate need and you go help him. Well, now you've given a gift of your own free will. Yeah. Right. And, and not, you get the joy of having made that choice. But if I come and I say, I'm going to take the money that you have and i'm going to give it to your neighbor and this is something everybody knows it's yeah. like it's why communism just utterly causes major problems is that it's like and it doesn't work over time yeah it doesn't work over time because i rob you of yeah. the gift it's like there's lots of people right now getting educate educated on the money that maybe you and i have paid in taxes yeah but we get none of the benefit none of the joy because you don't feel it when you don't make the choice to give it so you rob people of that and so what ends up happening is it, it actually atrophies the souls of the people yeah because it they get into this place where it's like first of all they believe that everything they get has to come from the state yeah you know be, be, because their dad goes down to the grocery store when he comes out of the grocery store the state says we'll take all that well what about my kids 
we're going to feed your kids. And so in the morning, the state person's there. I'm using a parable, of course. Yeah, right. Here you go, kids. Oh, the state is so good. The dad's like, um, hello, it was my... Um, no, it's the state. Yeah. Well, and the truth is the dad forgets. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like he doesn't make... You don't make the connection when you don't do it. Yeah, because he doesn't have a need to go down to right. the... To the grocery store because yeah. the state and he's feeling bad about himself drinking vodka because yeah. you know it's like I can't I can't do know, anything I can't do anything I can't you know it's like I and so it actually robs people of the ability to do good whereas what we're talking about this idea of the fam familyism well so so I wanted to you're going someplace that I want to go no, back to yeah. um, while well, I'm going there now I guess and that is I just talking about um you know, not like the right hand, not knowing where the left, you know, it's like, I'm doing this thing here. And somehow I know that by, by being good to this person on the street, I'm going to get my family fed. It doesn't totally make sense. But in the kingdom, it's like, Greg, you and I have like learned, because we've had to live this way for a number of years, that it's like, that this is the way God provides for us. It's like, we've discovered, it's like, I do this thing over here that I feel God wants me to do. And then I get fed. I wanted to point to that. Blessed are the merciful, yes. for they shall obtain mercy. Yes. That's a that's basically one of the fabric of this economy mm -hmm. is be merciful yeah. to somebody and you'll um, have mercy extended to you by the father um, mm -hmm. in whatever way he wants. Yeah. So and then. Um, uh, so, oh, another one that came to mind when you said that was spread your bread upon the waters and it'll come back to you. It's an insane, in the world's view, it's an insane way to think. You know, it's yes. like, don't spread your bread upon the waters. Put your bread in the bank account. Yeah. You know, it's like, so you'll have bread when it's time. You can to, you can feed your family. Yes. Um, and so familyism turns into a kind of like a real constraint. And so people will have this self-sufficiency take care of your own family it's yes. like a bird like i'm not gonna feed those i made that I, I made my nest that bird's taking a rest well actually its wings hurt well life happens and so then you have mm -hmm. this stingy and birds die um but god's made it so that sometimes birds will flip and like my family just got bigger <laughs> and so this bird's got like started with two babies now you got four like oh my goodness well, you're going to barely have enough food and then maybe six. And this mother's run, running ragged. But then lo and behold, all these birds start feeling um, uh, obligated to this one that fed them. And so you can imagine she's taken care of quite well in her later life. So because she has six kids, um, you know, and birds die. And so she's got enough kids taking care of her. Oh, why are you bringing me food, Mama? You always... Um, I wasn't even your mama. And so you you see this happen with humans um, and doesn't always play out nice because sometimes grandma who raised the second kid isn't treated well, but sometimes she is. So she has um, kids that aren't even hers uh, and and they come back and, and bless her life all the way till she, she dies. And because yeah. the, the, that's, that's called love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and, um, what strikes me, what's interesting to me is that it's, I think it's still family. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, this yes. is where we get into a weird thing and it's, it's, I'm going to try to describe it, you know, but it's like, it's hard to describe, but it's like. And it's the family, all, it's the family of God you're describing, right? Yes. It would yeah, have a name. The family of God. Yep. It's which the is a wide concept. Right. 
Well, and, and I think that a lot of people have this concept, and yes. this is where charity comes from. Yeah. The idea I want to give to this cause so that some family over there in, in uh, I wanted to say Egypt, uh, in Africa, yeah. in Africa can have a well so they don't have to walk so far to get water. It's the idea of the family of God. One of the struggles that we have in our in our kind of capitalist society is that it's like we because we're not really thinking we have the concept of family and it's like, OK, so we want to protect the individual families. At least that's the way it used to be. Now it's getting to where it's more it's like um, it's kind of like we become very self-serving. So it's like we want each person in the family to be autonomous and serving themselves. It's like. Um, but I'm getting off track. So, so the idea is that it's like, um, there is a capacity. Um, and right now it's like, we have these big institutions that for example, will go over and drill wells in Africa, but there's kind of a problem. And that is that it's like, um, the further you detach, see the bigger the organization, the more it detaches the giver from the receiver yeah it's like you know it's like it's and and it's in the family of even in the family of god even when you're adopting there's this idea of adoption it's like even for a period of time you may adopt somebody you know it's like you know it it, it but there is a literal kind of like binding that happens it and it's partially through imagination because the mother bird like you're talking about it's like well i'm going to imagine in my mind that this boy, you know, whose parents just kicked him out of the house, you know, for whatever reason, I'm going to pretend that he's my boy. Yeah. And I'm going to treat him like all my other yeah, boys. I'm going to treat him like all my other boys, you know, or maybe my husband was married before and his wife died and I'm going to take his kids or something. And there's a capacity. It's like she might be able to have six kids, but it's going to be really hard for that one mother to take care of 16 yeah. or 26. Right. It starts to fall apart. And so there's this kind of, um, and, and I'm going to give like one or two examples, then I'll pass it back. But like one example is um, uh, I had a, so I, I've mentioned this before when I was in Arizona. Um, one day I'm out, I'm with my family and, and hobbling across the, the vacant lot comes this man with a, a walker and he's got a long beard and long scraggly hair and he comes walking across the 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 you know and and um and he comes and my kids talk to him first and they say dad he needs some help getting some groceries and i go talk to him and and he says hey if i give you 20 bucks can you go you know can you take me to get some groceries and i realize what's basically happened is that he was living with his mother who's in her 90s he's in his 70s he was living with his mom basically things happened his they, he and his brother decided she's got to go into an old folks home. They sold the thing and his brother gets him a, a trailer and drops him in the middle of the desert. All right, Don, you know, there's your life. There's your life, you know, but he has no car. He, he can barely walk, you know. And um, and I was like, you know, and I realized really fast. This is one of the guys who there's lots of them down there in Arizona. They're living on six hundred dollars a month Social Security. And that's what this guy has $600 to pay for his, you know, rent, which is almost 200, you know, and his different stuff. Gas so, and yeah, gas toilet and paper. And... Long story short, it was really weird. Cause I, I figured, well, 
I said, well, you don't need to pay me the 20 bucks. I knew this was, this is a $600 a month social security guy. And so I was like, yeah, let's just go. You know, so we hop in the van, we go and get in groceries. Long story short, that turned into two years. For the two years I was there, I took this guy. As, and, and treated him like he was family. Yeah, I just treated him like as, as much as I could. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of a heathen, you know. Oh, it's right. like, That's you right. know, he never came to Jesus, you know, <laughs> and I never really talked about it. I once, once or twice said, you know, were you raised religious? Did you, you know, and it's like, like, yeah, but I never really liked it. You know, people try to talk to me about it. I'm just not, I'm not interested, you know. And I was like, okay. You know, and it was like, it, you know, my purpose wasn't to convert him. It was like he had no, no interest at all. Yeah. You know, and in, in Jesus or anything else, but for whatever reason, it's like, and I, and I had to, and the whole time I did that, there were people I passed on the street, you know, in, insane people, you know, talking to themselves, you know, and, and can barely get to the store and don't always have money to get, you know, it's like there were, if, if I would have had two dawns, I don't know if I could have done it. Right. But God knew. And for that time, but I there was, was 10 out there. He, yeah. You could have adopted. Oh, yeah. Ten, ten other dons. Yep. But for whatever reason, so with the family of God, the fascinating thing is that it's like when they come, when it's people outside your immediate family, you know. Yeah. It's like you have a knowing I'm supposed to be doing this. You're mentioning a friend of yours who you, you helped, you taxied him for like a whole month and a half. You barely had money to, to, to eat or to have, well, you, you had food, but you didn't have. And, and long story short, you know, it's like, during that time period, that was your job. You knew it. Yeah, yeah, from God. And he made it manageable, just barely manageable, which yep. I have a shirt that says, Jesus barely saves. And because his intention isn't like, Greg, go find everybody in San Pete County um, who, who's gone through hard times and fix that. Because if he gave me a billion dollars, then that would make sense. Like, oh, okay, I hear you, Lord. Um, and I could you know i'd probably use the whole billion dollars in a few years because we all know that whole um can be sucked real real quick but god will provide that's it but what we're talking about is a statement of faith what when jonathan's saying yeah that um i'm going to pass these homeless people um well that's hard to do as a human to see people you know like if i don't help them they may die um or they may not have their that um, they might not have any food today and um, God understands that we are like, and we're supposed to be like little children. Like, you don't know what God's plan is for that person. Um, he may want them to die. People starve all the time in Africa, whatever. Um, uh, or he has somebody else coming. How do you know um, that? What and, and you don't. Um, but you can suppose. You say, "I see it every day," and that person's still there, and they seem to be getting skinnier and skinnier. This is where it becomes hard. Like, you have to give it to God if you're going to um, use this higher economy. Otherwise, you just drop down to capitalism and and say nine one one. Yeah, there's this guy who's starving. Um, you know, and you, you take action like that, and they just move the guy and let him starve somewhere else. Um, Oh, good. He's gone from my view. It just keeps bothering me. And so, because part of the thing I know in following God is becoming overwhelmed. Because um, when you're filled with compassion, um, you you do care about all these people. Because you help the dons and you can see the others. And now you have eyes to see. But what has to be balanced with wisdom is to understand 
you are not everybody's savior. You're not Don's savior. You're not your own savior. So that's what, because I have a heart that's like that, a bleeding heart. And I just like, I can become overwhelmed and useless on earth. Um, to Even to my own family, if I become overwhelmed by the problems of the world. And so Jesus had to be very clear to me. Um, Greg, um, they are not your savior. Um, you are not their savior and you're not even your own savior. And so that emphasis, then I like, I'm not, you know, I'm not the fire department. My house is burning. You obviously know what to do. I'm not a fireman. So I don't run around to all the fires and, but you could be useful, grab their hose. I don't feel to God has not. So you're waiting for God to put it in your heart to go help people who's, um, fires are burning or who've lost a will and, and, and they can't. Yeah. I'm not driving around saying, is there anybody here who's in distress? Um, that would be called a policeman, I guess, or a fireman. Um, and, 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 and it sounds kind of lame, like, like, so you're going to put limits on God. No, he's putting limits on me. I'm, I don't have enough money to do that. And, and so living a godly life, um, takes a mixture of because he'll, he'll ask us to reason you know that person just asked you for money and i said no <laughs> but i do have money what did i tell you you told me to say no i don't have any money and in my mind saying that you can have which sounds kind of <laughs> which kind of sounds sketchy god um but okay i guess you answered things in the bible when when people would ask you questions this is awkward jesus because i feel like what I just did was wrong. So you have to, and, and because, because I'm a thinker, I freaking can go crazy with that kind of stuff. I could go crazy. And, and, and I'd, I'd have to go to God say, I can't worship you. I can't do anything. You're just too hard to follow. And, and you know what great Jesus would say, stop thinking so much, stop it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I finally had to do. He goes, I still remember I went to the stop sign and he goes, Greg, it's beyond you. It's too complex. Stop thinking. Whatever it was I was thinking about, because that's why people, I, I don't, don't I, I taught me talking at church isn't good because I'll start opening up those cans of worms that like, oh, he's just overwhelmed um, the system because um, every system can be overwhelmed by too much information, too many questions. We just need to focus on this. Can you go get your kids what we call your kids, some Cheerios. Yes. Okay. There's you feeding the homeless. Well, Jesus, they're, well, I guess they kind of are homeless. We're living with family and so forth. Okay. That's it. That's all. Um, and that's it. And I'm Mother Teresa. You're like Mother Teresa. Yes. Until I tell you, oh, feed that guy over there. And so, oh, yeah, we have some extra Cheerios. Uh, come on in, Jonathan. Eat some Cheerios um, from Jesus. I call them Jesus Cheerios. And so I've had to, um, I, I've had to struggle my whole life with these instincts, but I struggle less now because I'm like, oh, he's aware this is too complex. Yeah, um, yeah. He's aware that if I'm going to um, take care of people, God, you know, I can't, you're going to have to choose them. And then he does. And well, how do you know that he chose that person? Because I bumped in, you know, so, so it's like when, when you bump into him. And then you have to listen because when you bumped into Don, 
Mm-hmm. He, there was something going on, and it's a, it's a very still, small voice. Mm-hmm. Help this guy. And he didn't say, when he met Don, help this guy for the next two years. <laughs> That'd be like a heavy thing to drop. Although Jonathan would have done it, like, okay, for two years? Why not three? Um, no, because that's what I would have. Why not three years? Or why not one year? Greg, you're thinking too much. Help the... <laughs> Just go help him at the store. Then, then you build this relationship, and then, then he sees the next thing. Oh, can you do that again? And Jonathan is doing this thing not because he feels trapped. It's just he feels called. Like, and that's where we're trying to move. Is like we're doing things not because it's the logical thing, not because it it maps up to some scripture. Oh, you gotta always help poor people. No, you don't. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. I, I've I wanted said to throw that in. That we're like the interesting thing. It's like. Um, well, God wants the interaction. So he, it's like, we get this idea now. It's like, oh, we got charities. And we give, you know, it's like, I, I, th- there's this new thing at the store. You go through the store. This has been for the last few years. You experience it too. Would you like to round this up to feed, you know, to, to, to help the local Girl Scouts to, you know, you know, and I always, always, a few times at the very beginning, I said, yes, I always say no. Yeah. Because it's just not in my nature. It's like, it's like, it's a thoughtless gift. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a mindless something that makes me feel better about myself because I helped some organization. I don't even know what it was. Yeah. There's what, not even time for them to explain it. To what me. did I do? There's people waiting in line. Yeah. So what is this? What is St. Jude's hospital? How do they use the money? How do they, you know, and, but you know, you're talking about like, like, you know, it's like, how God says, like, turn off your brain. You can't figure it out. It's like, that's what he really wants. Yeah. He wants, he to, wants people to like shut off their brain and listen and follow that spirit. And it's follow a feeling. That spirit. It's a feeling because it's like, but the opposite of that, not the opposite, but this other thing we call communism or socialism. We also see it with corporations. Like I'm going to be the red cross and we're going to go out into the world. And there's this attitude within these corporations it's, it's actually very, it gets really close to socialism. It, it, and it's it's basically this attitude of, we are going to take care of everybody. We are the best providers. Mm-hmm. We, because they study it and they hire people who've been trained. Um, you know, they, they went to school to Yale or BYU or whatever. Um, and they've learned about community service. They've learned about the needs of the poor. And so they are qualified. And hallelujah that we have those. Jesus has those. Um, but they're not the sum and bonum of what's needed. Um, well, and they're not the thing that'll save the world. Right. Yeah. That it, Because it actually, the, the further we go, the more problems it creates in individuals. Yeah, that's right. Because they miss out on that. They, it's like, I get the feeling like what God wants, you know, the story of the, the Good Samaritan. Yeah, that's right. He wants people to experience that in their lives. And the, the reason that our, our society is kind of anti-Christ is because it moves us away from everything that Jesus taught. It's like, like for example, now we have insurance. Yeah. Like I have, when I, I found out a few years ago that I could pay a buck 50 a month and have roadside assistance. Oh, right. right. Oh my gosh, that was a no-brainer. Yeah, exactly. You know how many flat tires I right. changed and headaches yeah. I'd had and people I'd had to call and $200 towing bills. Yeah. Like when I, like I, someone didn't teach me when I was like right. a young man, yeah. like this makes your life a lot easier. And so when I, I was in my thirties, I think when I figured it was like from then on, every car had roadside assistance right. that I ever owned. 
So, but here's the problem is that that's part of the antichrist culture. Why? Because Christ wants us to have good Samaritan experiences. Right. And what I discovered is the more I did that, you know, once I, I realized there was that, and once I realized there were cell phones, it's like, you know, I used to, I'd stop for people on the road, but then like I, I started whenever I'd stop, you know, they'd be on their phone when I got there. No, no, I got someone coming. No, no, I got someone coming. Yeah. No, no, I got, and it happened enough times that it was like that instinct in me when I see somebody who has no other help. It's like what started to happen in my mind was the system will take care of them. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. So, it, so, it, so it's, it's the good right. Samaritan who sees the stranger falling by the wayside and he just does what the other um, pastors just did. He's on his donkey and he calls and says, <laughs> hey, police, uh, there's this guy falling by the wayside. And then now he's not going to miss his meeting. And here's the thing. Then he can take the three hundred dollars it would have cost him to set this guy up. He'll take that three hundred and give it to the Red Cross. The Red Cross will send somebody out who's getting paid. So you're helping the economy. And <laughs> and that stranger falling by the wayside. The only thing he's going to miss is the Jesus songs that the the guy would have sang. Uh, but like like Jonathan, I don't like Jesus songs. So the stranger. So I loved Jonathan's story about Don um, because people look at me and like gee. Greg just likes doing Jesus all the time. Yes. But see, I respect that. Like if they don't want Jesus, I can turn that down. Um, uh, <laughs> and so even if I found somebody who's fallen by the wayside, I'm like, oh, we're going to listen to Jesus radio. I uh, prefer not to. I just, what, what do you want to listen to? Um, and my brother and I have actually done this scenario. It's where you have this, um, the good Samaritan picks up the stranger falling by the wayside and the, the um, the uh, person falling by the wayside doesn't have very good bedside manner for being the one that's in the bed. And he says, um, I, I prefer um, that you put a cushion on the camel. Yes. Um, I would also like um, some Kool-Aid. Can, can you stop here and get me some Kool-Aid? All right. What am I also lacking? Could you sing some country songs? Well, I really don't know many country songs. Well, if you know any, I, I just don't want to hear classic rock anymore. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Sing that one. Sing it again. Sing it again. And so, anyways, but the, the, the good Samaritan hijacks the whole situation, uh, gets to the end. No, that room's too small. I, I'm claustrophobic. I really need um, two rooms. And so um, that's... Uh, that. That's a scenario to add weight to um, the Good Samaritan. Um, but what we're talking about is getting rid of the weight um, and just like making a phone call. So you don't have to deal with that. Now you can listen to the music. You can listen to, um, to uh, uh, you can listen to Jesus in this mess instead of having to have a conversation with somebody who's kind of stinky um, and because they were falling by the wayside. You leave that to the, 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 the professionals. So yeah, amen to what you're saying. And you're like, so God's, if he wants us to have the stranger falling by the wayside, he might have to break this whole thing or allow it to crumble yeah, so that right. there's no, you can't make a call. The cell phones don't work or. Uh, well, and then there becomes a risk because the, the guy by the wayside, may be a highwayman waiting to. Exactly. You know, the, gun, you know? the, the highwayman, which might make you 
the stranger following by the way, side, yeah. and God's like, "Oh yeah, I like that better. I like this story. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have well, that this happen." This is what makes for good stories. It does. You know, if there's yeah. no risk, there's no no, you know, no great story. You have to have darkness sometimes. Well, you gotta know. It's like, and that's where that spirit comes in. It's like, how do you know which one is waiting with a gun and which one really, you know? It's like, it's like so so. What does Christ want? He wants us to put our lives into His hands. Yeah. And I get this feeling. I I. I, at some point, if we have time, I'd like to get back. You know, it's like the not not only we've talked about this almost from the charity side of things, the idea of, of you know, in, you know, that there are people supposed to be a part of our family, that it's familial, etc. But I one of the things that I love is that it's it's um, and we're getting close to it is that it is actually part of the economy. The cool thing is, is that it's like if you want to prosper, mm-hmm. what you want is a network right yes it's like in babylon you want a network you know it's like it's who you know man it's yeah not, you know yeah so there's a um, and it's there's something similar yeah there's an, we're talking yeah there's about. an accurate uh, so, so there's an economy um some people think god's inefficient and he looks so inefficient um as you start going bigger on jesus you think well you just you know you're ill-advised to do the things the way you do mm-hmm. but you stay with it long enough, you start saying, oh, there's super efficiencies in heaven. Mm-hmm. And what you'll see is that heaven echoes the lower energies. So as it is on earth, so shall it be in heaven, but in a different way. Meaning, so if you went to the best businessmen, you said, how important is networks? They would go, it's everything. Yeah. You need to make your business about people um first and so that's yeah. that's the advice and it's it, it shouldn't even be about money <laughs> and you're like but well it is finally it's yeah. the bottom line because they're like it does because and they recognize the limits they're like i i, I wish we had a, a, enough for everybody but we don't so there is a bottom line so they call it a bottom line it's a higher one that goes there's no bottom line i got tons and well, and despair and many of them i even even bezos says what you're saying like he he he's real clear. Like you know, I've heard him talk. It's like it's about what the people want. Yeah. It's like they want faster shipping, and that's why I give them faster. Gives you know, them- and he's serving, and, and people want cheap products. Yeah. And it's like that's that's and so the, these businessmen are serving people L- and listening to the people. Yes, what, listening to the people. What they want and networking, get, yes. going down to the factory floor, yeah. and and saying, janitor, what would make your job better? And, and, and the janitor starts informing processes they were never considering mm-hmm. at the highest levels. And it ends up saving them millions of dollars. Do they give it to the janitor? Some of them actually build that in. They're like, um, build in. They, I, I don't know. Profit the, sharing. Yeah. The, yeah. They'll, they'll basically, if you save us a million dollars, you're going to get 10% of that. They mm-hmm. actually, so then your workers are like, how can I save money? How can I say, because on the factory floor, if I could save 10 steps, I might be saving $10 million a year. And these guys at the top are willing. And so they, they realize, oh, we have to have relationships with these people. That's optimum. Mm-hmm. And so there's an echo of this more mysterious economy um, that works through networks, but they're not networks like you would know. It's like, who should I network with, Jesus? <laughs> like, he doesn't say. And, but, then he has somebody yeah. hobbling and you have to go, here he comes. It's part of my network. It's part of my network. I think this is my network and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, he promises Jonathan wealth, 
untold. And this guy's just going to take money out of my gas tank. Yeah, he is. This doesn't make sense. But at the highest level, Jeff Bezos would say, things actually operate like that. They would know, but they're operating with um, at high faith levels, lower faith levels. I think most people get it. They, yeah. they, they like we're talking about it kind of outright, but um, look, there's a plane. Oh yeah. They've got a, it's so cool. That's yeah, right. little, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Nope, so um, there's a, there, I think most people like they'll, you'll even talk about it. It gets almost mystical when you talk to some businessmen, like they'll, they'll admit like, Oh yeah. Like this really does work. It's like, you know, the more you consider the little per guy, you know, but it's, it's hard to do it just right. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, okay, let's create profit sharing. Let's, you know, and, and um, you know, but, but for sure at the end of the day, I want to, you know, get the lion's share, you know, that's the way capitalism works, you know, and it's like, it's, and I, I don't want to even comment on that, but I wanted to say that like, um, so and Jonathan has a last word here, by the way. We're gonna wrap up, we'll continue this conversation later, but go ahead, Jonathan. Okay. Cap us off. Are we coming to the end of our time? Yeah, yeah, but, okay. but continue with what your thought okay. was. And I just thought so we'll, we'll do a part two next time. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. So what I was gonna say is that it's it's um the cool thing. So so within within capitalism, you have to think about who would benefit you. So yes, you want to make friends with the guy on the factory floor, but it's even like you kind of have a knowing it's like i better make friends with the rich guys it's like it's yeah. like you you've got to and the and the bosses of all of the um janitors um yes you become his because he's he's on his way up mm -hmm. uh and he knows all these people um and so that's strategic right rather than what am i right. doing with this one janitor just because he said hey how's it going i need some help over here could you help me well that's how you know him but if you're going to invite anybody over to dinner it's going to be it's going to be the boss the of guys him. that can. Yes. Right. Because then you've got an ear for all of yep. the janitors. Well, and the guy at the other company that may benefit you, you know, it's like so. So. Um, and, and but that's not how God works. He's like, no, you just be friend with this janitor. Right. But there's not going to be a profit in that. That's correct. Well, and that's where I wanted to go is that and, and maybe we can make that the final word. It's just like it, the fascinating thing. I'm going to tell one quick story. No, yeah, then, Go ahead. So it's like the fascinating thing is the, and this is the cool thing about God's network is that it's like, when you really begin to live this way, it's like, I'm going to follow the still small voice. I'm going to help whoever God prompts me to without the thought of profit. Yes. When you begin to live this way, it's like what ends up happening. So here's the story and this will explain it all. So I'm traveling with family at this one point, And it's like, I tried to install a starter in our motorhome. And I, I've had health problems off and on for a long time. I could not, like, I could not crank the bolts. It oh, was yeah. too hard. It was like, I, because I, I'm a weakling and I was sick. I was one of the sickest times in my life. And so we're trying to start this motorhome and it only starts every so many times. So we're just praying every single time that it'll start. And I, but I've got the new starter sitting in the back. And it's an old model. It's super easy to change. I just couldn't turn the bolts. So long story short, we pull into this town, we pull over and we're just beside ourselves because we can't get the thing started. And I realize I've got to get this starter in installed. Well, unbeknownst to me, there's a guy and he drills wells and he's just across the way. And the spirit tells him 
He says, I was over there drilling my this well. And, and God told me, do you see those people over there? He said, they need your help. Go over and help them. And so he shows up. He says, God just told me to come over here and help you guys. And, and I'm like, well, we need to get this starter installed. And he's like, I'm a mechanic. So the cool thing about God's network is that it's like, you don't have to think. This goes back to what you were saying. No. This is the amazing thing. This is why it so, makes so much strategical sense to go with this familial economy instead of the capitalist ideal is that it's like it's like it's giving and receiving it's like i'm going to give to the dons when every time i see one no when that still small voice tells me and then when i have a need the still small voice will tell somebody else and this guy i just loved him when as he's working he just said Oh, he says, oh, this is what I do. I just go through my days and I do whatever God tells Sweet. me Sweet, I do. Love, love that guy. And I just loved it. I was just like, you know, and so there is a network and you don't have to make the network. This is why it makes so much strategic sense to like get in tune with this spirit that comes from God is because you will be taken care of. Yeah, you don't have to understand the network. No. Um, it, it, and and what, it, what, it, what it really is, is there's an, unseen world yes where they're aware of everybody's needs they're aware that the birds those birds are going to die we're aware of that we're ready to receive them oh no we just were told that this mother needs to be prompted to feed these um and so all of a sudden these both nests are being taken care of and so you're um there was unseen beings who informed that guy and he was aware of him he's uh, aware and he, he just calls it the holy spirit but it's probably angels or something that they're assigned because god loves um farming out his work and they spoke to him he's like oh, okay and what he heard he, he had he'd operated in that economy long enough because there's some that they can talk to and they don't they don't move uh i can't i can't leave this work but there's others who will respond to that and that's why they had that arranged. So what we described, we, we can't prove that. God can prove it. Um, but he'll also, even when he proves it, you're like, does that really exist? <laughs> Is that Because um, Jonathan and I, here's the thing. We have already see it work, and we're about ready to go bigger into it. It's like yes, yeah. that we've tested this economy like you would like some money or like like we were testing gold. You know, but if we were both rich, we're like, Let's, you know, we keep hearing this gold and silver. Let's, let's try this. So, so we start putting our monies there and other people say, no, it's not, it's not the same as it used to be, but we're putting it. And all of a sudden we're like, boom, I know I keep making money too. Boom. Now we know something um, and we know how to do it because we, we figure that out. We don't know exactly where they mine this or how much gold there is, or, you know, is the beers holding back diamond prices and, and is there enough oil? We don't get all of that figured out, but we we kind of get a, a feel for the market um, and it becomes profitable. Well, that's when we got born again. Born again kind of means you go deeper into this, this because everybody's participating in this economy, whether they know it or not. So even the people who are making money, they're part of that. You mean unseen beings are helping them make money anything good and lovely from God, even some horrible things he'll allow them to happen. 
for right right now, there's an amassing of wealth for what's called the king of Assyria. This is not a good good actor on the earth. But right now, the king of Assyria, and it could be a group of people. You read Isaiah. They are amassing wealth. For what purpose? They're going to destroy the wicked. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, they're wicked. <laughs> what? Yeah, the wicked will destroy the wicked. So th this is happening in 2023. And neither Jonathan and I can point and say, there's the king of Assyria. Um, you, know, you, you have opinions. But there's an unseen world where these things are allowed to happen or purposed to happen. And that's where we're at. And so part of the thing Jonathan and I have been understanding is this commotion that's going to happen in the last days. The, the, a lot of these um, things we've talked about with capitalism, they're going to fail. And there'll be a move towards socialism and people start stealing. And it's already kind of happening. Um, and it's going to go across the whole earth. So there's going to be two economies. Would you agree? Um, mm. and, and, and one's going to be kind of a socialistic economy. And the other is the one we're talking about that we're trying to go bigger into because um, well, I think because be the middle one too. I think oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Trade. No, I think yeah. that's right. That'll go always. Ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah, in fact, that'll be available yeah. till Jesus comes. Uh, it's just simply that the the other one will grow more and more yes, um, right. bigger. So we we believe not like in a purist, yeah. and that'll be the end of anything in the middle. Now there'll always be a middle, mm -hmm. and the, and until Jesus comes, there'll always be this powerful this the juggernaut that's coming mm -hmm. is kind of like uh, Hitler one. And he's taken over all the countries. Oh, what about United States? And he's taken over that too. There's just these two little places, one in Israel, and they're going to try to take it over, but they can't. And another one, it's called the remnant or whatever, and they can't take over that. So, But they'll leave it alone because they'll be afraid of it. Um, enough of that. We can talk about that more next time. But, but I guess what I wanted to draw out is um, our own personal – um, investment. We've already invested more heavily. And I'll tell you the reason, I, Jonathan, the other wouldn't work for us. We were trying to have capitalism work for us and we would have done it. We wouldn't have focused on the higher one where you get angels help and so forth. But what happened to us, and, and I would just say it just happened early, our other brothers and sisters, it'll stop working. The middle one is going to stop working for masses. It'll still work for some of them, and hallelujah, because they'll probably, um, they'll be eggs for sale. <laughs> and maybe we need some. We might not have cash, but or God will give it. But we are early adopters of, of, of a coming economy, just like there was capitalism itself. When it emerged, there were early adopters of that. Hey, let's try this different way. Um, you know, you have to go way back in time because there was always people trading. Look at these old coins like oh my goodness they were printing coins back in greece days yeah this this exchange just goes way way back till you just like uh we don't have coins we just shoot things we just eat them all together so kind of a familyism um but that thing whatever this thing is in the middle where you go to walmart that hasn't been working for us very well um but we still do it and and we'll continue to do it as long as god requires it um, but what, why, why we're focused on this today is because we both sense um, something pretty soon's coming, and we like it. We think that there's going to be that that higher economy, and we've seen the benefits of it. Um, it's coming, and it's it's a good thing. That's what needs to come to the earth. Is like where 
our great great grandchildren. That's what they're relying on. Is well, it's just uh, it's an other world where um, it's like aliens visit and give you Cheerios. You know, I was like, but did you see them? I didn't see them, but the Cheerios were there uh, because somebody and, and how it plays out is somebody goes, I think that family needs some Cheerios. And they just drop off some Cheerios. I'm like, I would like some Cheerios, Jesus. Um, and 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 he, he delivers them. They're like, that's not how Amazon worked. You actually got to go click on there, say, okay, I want some box of Cheerios. Oh, so pepperoni too. And Amazon takes your cash. Can you imagine when you go on a computer but, and, and Jesus says, what do you want? I want this and this. And then, of course, he doesn't give you everything you want. Well, I'll <laughs> oh, yeah. just say this. this yeah. Here's the reason why nobody, why most people won't want it, is that it comes day by day, meal by meal. Yes. Yeah, that's right. It's like, it's like you know, you don't know where it's coming tomorrow. This is why most people won't want it at all, yeah. is that it's like, so wait, you're telling me that I can have everything provided, but it's going to come just barely in time. Yeah. Yes. Meaning. And you're saying that I have to be in tune with a spirit and actually, like, repent so that I can hear that spirit. And that might take me years. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually how you get in tune with this kingdom and, and be provided in this way. Uh, no. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. like the, the cool thing is, is it's like we we're talking last night. It's like I got this scheme, but I don't want to tell anybody about it because they'll do it. Right. It's like <laughs> this one. It's we're, like we can work posted <laughs> on the Internet. I love you it. You know, it's like, but we don't have many people coming yeah. to our doors. Like, yeah, that, I want to do that. That's a great starting point. So for our next well, one, yeah, that'll be next um, let's focus yeah. on that. That's a good starting point is that we we have this wonderful scheme. And if we were operating in the capitalist system, we'd say, well, we're going to tell you the five points. And, and, and then you got to pay us to get the rest. To get the rest. And that's what we do. Us gurus. But, but we're not going to do that. We're going to give you everything that we've known that has worked. And it's worked. And we know because he's still alive. I'm still alive. And we've been working this. In other words, yes, there's this transition point um, where you're like, uh, you have to get used to your mind like doing this. But miraculously, the Cheerios show up. Or you're like... This ain't Cheerios, Jesus. And because you're like, it's oats. I hate oats. Eat the oats. What are Cheerios made of? Oats. Oh, this sounds like what Jesus would do. You, so, Greg, you don't like sticky, mushy oatmeal? Um, well, then don't put any. Oh, that's called muesli. Yeah, just don't put anything on it. Um, and it's like, uh, so he's an acquired taste. He will do that to his children. We like Cheerios. Um, well, then make them. And you're making your own little Cheerios. Like, really, God? Hey, you said you wanted Cheerios. Um, or he'll say, okay, you're going to have to go plant some uh, oats if you want Cheerios. And um, so how he delivers, yeah, that's one that's of the things we can talk start. about. Yeah, right. <laughs> what, what should you expect? And then we'll, we'll hook into, well, who wants give, this? I'll give the priest cursor that it's like, oftentimes it's it's better than what you expect. It's yes. Like, it's not always oats when you want Cheerios. Sometimes it's like I, I've had experiences where it's like, I didn't even know that was the thing I wanted. And it showed up and I was just like, oh, yeah, I, I asked for this, but it's. So but, we'll talk about but, that next but time. But I got yeah. a farmer's breakfast that yeah. has um, all yeah. these different sausage things. And, sausage and, yeah. and, and, and everything. And it's and it's just a restaurant. And they said, we're going to feed you for the next year. Yeah. What is this you, Jesus? <laughs> what do you think? And so, hallelujah. Yep. Exactly. 
because we have testimonies to that where we received more than what we ever expected. Yeah. And that's really what Jesus really wants to give everybody. Like, what does he really want to give you? Well, once you've been tested, intention is to give you everything he has. He, he gets whatever in he abundance. wants for breakfast in abundance. But he, um, so he, he needs me to be a little go. He wants you to be like him. That's his main thing. He's not like, I don't, I don't care about Cheerios, Greg. Do you understand that? <laughs> oh, well, I, I do. I know. That's why I give you Cheerios. Um, but um, you know what I want you to do is want more than Cheerios. Eating Cheerios is in the healthiest way. And it's not the most tasty way. You know what's tasty. And then he'll start like, oh, my goodness. Um, now here's what I do. And you end up eating, um, you know, for, for me, it might be what, what they eat in Thailand for breakfast, which is just lunch. <laughs> it's like... We just eat a lot of people are like breakfast. It's, Americans made this up. Why don't you just get onto the good stuff? You know, and, and of course there are some tasty breakfasts, but yeah, God will open the mind and all of a sudden you find your food healthier, tastier, maybe more affordable, all these different things that are efficient. I gotta see where how we yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay, yeah, well, thanks for joining us on Jesus TV. Yeah. Let's see how to there we go. Uh-huh. We'll see you next week. Stop recording.